1: To pass, shoot, score. I'm Anna Connolly, joined by Johnny Lazarus and Shook Writes. Okay, guys, I went through this morning, woke up early. It is 7.30 a.m., 7.36 Pacific Coast time. It's 10.36 y'all's time. But I got up early this morning and I counted how many playoff games there have been in this postseason so far. 77. And how many of those playoff games have gone over time? Can you guys give me a guess? Over, under.
2: Oh, wow. Um, four? I'm going to say like
1: Twenty-six. Yup 20, uh, twenty-one. You were 21? as close. Wow. Yep, twenty-one you overtime. You say games. four?
0: I didn't Do you agree. I, I, maybe I misunderstood the question. I just had a brain fart. But I, I, in all seriousness, I'm just like, what the? Okay, that was way off. <laughs> no, I mean, that was way 21. four
2: in the last four days. So if you want to? Yeah, that's the, almost yeah, yeah.
1: thirty. Almost thirty percent of these playoff games in this postseason has gone have gone overtime, which mm-hmm. is kind of nuts. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah. Make sure and a I gotta be honest. Yeah. Oh yeah. And after Amazing this weekend,
1: ones. I'm honestly sick of overtime goals. I don't know, or overtime games. I don't know about you How guys. Because
0: like,
1: <laughs> it's like I'm like, okay, I want to watch hockey, but then I'm like, okay, let's let's like go do something else. Much. And then I'm like, <laughs> no, no time to. Yeah.
0: You know, Anna, my first thought, in all seriousness, for comic relief, because I needed this morning. I'm telling you, <laughs> when when game two Carolina Florida went to went to overtime, my first thought was, "F this." <laughs> I'm not jo- I'm dead serious. My first thought was F this. This is not going forward over-, over times again. And I jokingly said that in the last podcast. But here comes Superman in the form of Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Like I'm t- I'm like, dude, the guy's been a the guy has been an absolute godsend. I mean Johnny, if you told me that he was gonna score an OT again on like when we did the last episode on Friday. I would have laughed in your face and walked off, walk off the camera, mm-hmm. but who has given this man Jesus juice? Like, I mean, it's like OT says, okay, time to come to work. Kind of like time to punch the ticket when you, when you clock in to work in the morning. Like, where does this man get the magic from?
2: <laughs> I mean, it's just the, the Lucy goosey kind of vibe, right? Like the Panthers have been playing with no pressure since the playoffs started. And, you know, that's kind of vibing throughout the room. They're just having fun, like literally as, yeah. as simple as it is, right? Like that's what a like a parent would tell their kids, like go out and have fun. And that's what they're doing. And uh, clearly it's working. And every team they've played has so much more pressure than they do. Yeah. So the other teams are feeling it and they're not. And it's been so much fun to watch. I mean, you know, actually, if we're talking about the last goal that Kachuk scored uh, in game two, Mike Rupp had a great breakdown of it. I don't know if you guys saw it on Twitter. Um, Matthew Kachuk kind of gets his stick in the lane of Jordan Stahl, who's one of the best defensive forwards in the NHL, which just delays Stahl stick for one second as Sam Bennett has the puck on his stick, which opened up that passing lane to Sam Reinhart. And then Reinhart, I mean, what a heads-up play to go backdoor to Kachuk. So uh, yeah. Kachuk did start that play and finished it. And, I mean, this kid right now, I, I'm sure we'll get into it, but, like, you know, people are debating whether it's Bobrovsky or Kachuk right now for Con Smythe, and I'm, I'm all team Kachuk. But I know Bobrovsky's obviously been lights out as well.
1: If you guys before this playoff or, or before this postseason had started if I'd told you guys that Matthew Kuchuk would end up being kind of the dude what would you guys have
2: said You're crazy. I would have believed it he, he was he heard. was one of the best players in the in the regular season toward the he, end of the year like after all-star break he was on fire
0: he, he was but I wouldn't have believed I'm like there's no way <laughs> like like no like I I, I have I had my doubts foolishly and I paid up their price for it as a Bruins fan foolishly. But I wouldn't have believed it. Like going like going into the players, like he would be one of the best players like um left in the postseason. Um, not because of lack of skill or or the fact that he like he that he can't score, like obviously he can, but I just thought that I thought that if I was gonna point to some of the other like suspects, I probably would have said Carter Verhage. Like I I thought that there was a high likelihood that he like he would be on that list, but I didn't think Kachuk would be on this list at all. Probably number one, actually. I mean,
2: I don't know. I, I It's easy to say for me now, but I said it back in round one. Like, Kachuk, to me, does everything. And, and it's a guy who's had back-to-back 40-goal seasons, back-to-back 100-plus point seasons. I mean, you know, we talk about Verhage, and he's been clutch for sure. Like, he had 40 goals this year, or uh, I think it was 42 um, for the Panthers. And um, you just look at the Panthers' stats, and, like, Kachuk finished, like, 30 points ahead of the next guy. Like... You know, he he really was the backbone of this team all season long. And it wasn't even Borowski because, like, Alex Lyon came in. Spencer Knight was around for a bit. Like, Matthew Kachuk is really, like, you know, the heart and soul of this team, I think. And he it's only his first year, which is crazy.
1: Mm. Well, that's what. so if the Panthers, they came in as an eight seed, right? And then add on this whole conversation where it's like Florida. So it's not a hockey market, even though I don't really, like, appreciate that conversation because – I find that so. I grew up in Arizona, this hockey market conversation. Let's have it because I've been, we've been kind of avoiding it, I feel like. But I grew up in Arizona and Los Angeles. And to me, like now, I'm, I was born in 95. So we see players, you know, Matthew Kachuk grew up in uh, St. Louis, I'm pretty sure. Mm. But nonetheless, he was born in Arizona. We have uh, Austin Matthews, an Arizona dude. Brendan Lemieux grew most of his time. I think all of a sudden, yeah, he went to high school in Arizona. So we see some Arizona NHL players coming from a non hockey market, right? We too. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We see the same thing in Los Angeles, these non hockey markets. So I find the argument, you know, I don't know how many NHL players have come from Miami. I can't imagine as many, mm. but now we're seeing like that Florida pickup. So, What's your guys' take on this whole non-hockey market conversation? And does it piss you guys off like it does so many NHL fans? Or are you guys like, yeah, this is good for the sport. Hell yes.
2: Well, I think there's two ways to go about it. It'd be bad for the sport if these games sucked. But every fucking game has gone to overtime, (laughs) which is the best possible scenario for the NHL, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I I still see people saying, like, if it's a Florida-Vegas final, like, who cares? Well, Florida right now, how could you not buy into what Kachuk and Babrowski are doing? And then Vegas, like who doesn't want to fucking watch a game of Vegas? Like exactly, it's it's the sickest sports city in America. And you know this Vegas Golden Knights team has now been to four conference four conference finals in their Mm -hmm. six seasons of existing. So you know their success just speaks to itself. But you know I think if these games were like they were in the second round, like the second round, we saw so many like blowouts, not many close games, a lot of like five, one scores, lopsided scores. Then I think it'd be bad for the game. But the fact that these games are all super tight, like every game going to overtime, I mean, what else could you want as a hockey fan? Um, I know obviously, you know, we don't want to stay up till the crack of dawn watching hockey, but (laughs) um, you know, I I think this has been the best case scenario so far for the NHL. And, um, you know, obviously it's two nothing in both series, but I'm not counting Dallas out yet. Carolina, I have a little less faith in, um, but I think for for me as a fan, like I, I think this is awesome. And um, you know, I look at Florida too. Uh, I have a lot of friends that are around my age, a little bit older, a little bit younger that have played Division One um, after growing up in Florida because of what the 1996 Florida Panthers team did and, and went to the Stanley Cup Finals. So you know, guys like Chase Prisky, Brendan Duham, uh, Andrew Peak. Um, you know, these are some NHL names that came from Florida. Which you know, there were Shane Gosses, another one who's you yeah. know raised in Florida. So. You know, there weren't many professional hockey players that came out of Florida, but that 96 Panthers team sparked it. And I'm sure this Panthers team is going to spark that next generation of NHL players from Florida. So, um, you know, I think it's great. And so on. Right. Like Dallas. Seth Jones came from Dallas. Um, You know, so many things like that. So I think it's great. And, uh, you know, the games have been amazing. So what else can you really say?
0: I would I would say for me that it this is wonderful for hockey, but it also pisses me off because <laughs> we talk we, because it talk because we talk about how the NHL has a slogan where it says is for everyone, yeah, right. Now I don't talk about specifically just in terms of playing and and like basically anywhere, even even if you don't think that hockey would flourish in that particular region or or city or et cetera. Hockey truly is for everyone. And, and you just talked about it beautifully, Johnny, in terms of like how hockey, when it flourishes in a particular region, how it impacts young, young players coming from these quote-unquote non-traditional hockey markets. I think of Austin Matthews, and in fact, he's from Arizona. And and prior to nine, on 1996, when, when the Winnipeg Jets 1.0 relocated from Winnipeg to, to Arizona, they became the, the Phoenix Coyotes at that time. And how that impacted... Austin awesome Matthews, for example, and I just think that it's 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 a stupid it's a stupid ideology that I don't know who started it, but it's got to stop. And you think about how this these playoffs, in particular, have impacted the growth and will impact the growth of hockey. I think of Carolina, for example, deep in the south, is SEC country, and those of us that know football, know college football. This is nothing more bigger than football in this country. But in Carolina, if you have a passionate rabbit fan base, and I'm sh- and I don't know like about any NHL players who have come from North Carolina or South Carolina, but these are people that that love the sport. And you look at Vegas and how successful that has been and, and Dallas when when um, when the Minnesota North Stars relocated from Minnesota to Dallas prior to the 93-94 season and how successful they have been over the last 30 30 years of course it's going to have an impact and it and rightfully so that's how you grow the sport and now you look at the same regions and places they all have hockey camps they have programs for for young for, for youth hockey players for them to get involved in the sport so these things matter it matters a great deal and i think that once and for all after the Stanley cup finals is done remove the whole ideology of Non traditional hockey market because anywhere you can play hockey is it's a traditional hockey market because some kid out there is gonna end up playing the sport because they saw that it can be done.
1: See so exactly, and just in L.A., grew up in L.A. Now we have so many ice rinks. Growing up playing hockey here, there was one ice rink in El Segundo, and it was where the Kings' practice facility is. The Kings and Lakers share the practice facility. Now I can think of the Ducks' rink. There's one in Thousand Oaks. There's like. There's so many around it. So I feel like it is kind of like a spider web that happens when you look at the the offices of the professional sports team in the non-hockey market. It just goes out in mm-hmm. all of these cities. Yeah. And I think I think you say it accurately. We got to get rid of this, like this mentality, especially how the NHL is and how they're constantly trying to grow the sport and how when you think of the big four, they're consistently at the bottom. This is how they get, you know a seat, a seat at the table, a bigger seat at the table
2: to that point though. It takes runs like these, right? Like these these markets wouldn't be growing if these teams sucked, you know? So
1: it takes like sexy players that people want to cheer for. Mm -hmm. So it's like, Mm -hmm. it's a perfect storm. You're not again, like, you know, the Arizona coyotes losing every other game and having, you know, 500 people at jobbing.com arena growing up, that's not going to grow the game, but nonetheless, you know, Growing up, in, in even when I was a little kid and seeing America West Arena, they had really cool and, – and to your point exactly, the Vegas. I know so many people who live in LA, and yeah, we might be Kings fans. We might hate Vegas, but I know so many people who are driving over there and going to games because they're just mm-hmm. really fun. So you create an atmosphere that you get your in-arena entertainment going. You create an atmosphere that puts butts in seats, yeah. and kind of the sky's the limit, I feel like.
2: Well, Anna to the Arizona argument, ten years ago, like back in twenty twelve when the coyotes made the conference final, like that place was packed and it was a yeah. whiteout. Like, you yeah. know, when yeah. the teams are good, people are gonna show up, and that's in any city. That's like, you know, maybe Toronto, they'll show up if the team sucks, but even in New York, the garden's not, you know, packed every night when the Rangers are and terrible. Boston like, as well for the Bruins, yeah, like, yeah. No one wants to see a bad team play, you know, like it's just yeah. how it is. So you gotta be good to fill seats no matter where you are.
1: See, So going back to the Panthers, then they came in, like I said, as an eight seed. So you guys were talking about it, talk a little bit more because, Johnny, you you kind of just answered this. But elaborate. <laughs> is this mm. a surprise?
2: <laughs> um, So like, yes and no. Right. Because this Panthers team last year won the president's trophy. So you think they wouldn't be a surprise or an underdog right now. But with the regular season they had, it somewhat is. Uh, but to that point, I think it's, it's certainly a surprise on my end because I've picked against them in every round. I picked Boston, I picked Toronto and I picked Carolina. So it's definitely a surprise in my own personal opinion. Um, I shouldn't have counted them out at this point, but you know, I didn't think it was sustainable to do what they were doing. And, uh, even, even to that point, like Carolina completely dominated them in game two, I thought like, like the Panthers had no business being in that game, but it's Bobrowski that stood on his head and kept them in. And, uh, you know, for whatever reason, Carolina just couldn't find a way to score goals. And, you know, I think Florida was the better team against Toronto. I'll give them the credit there. But uh, they're just finding ways to win. And it shouldn't be a surprise anymore. And, uh, you know, I might end up taking them in the final, depending who they're playing. I still think Dallas is the cup winner. That's still my opinion. And, and I'm going to ride by that until they're eliminated. I think Jake Ottinger is the best goalie in the playoffs right now still. Uh, even though Bobrovsky has been playing better, I still think Ottinger. I'll take him any day of the week out of these four remaining goalies, or five, I guess, if you count Ranta with Carolina. Um, But, yeah, I think it's definitely a surprise what Florida's doing, even though it shouldn't be anymore. But, you know, I still think there are people that are going to pick against them if they make the finals. So, I don't know. agree? you could probably talk on it more.
0: I think it it is a surprise. But here's what's interesting, though. There's been an an interesting trend, and I'm glad that Bleach Report picked up on this. Like three of the last Mm. four years – the teams that have won the Presidents Trophy the season prior, they went on to win the Stanley Cup the very next season. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you want to go further than that, you can say like I think three uh, three out of four, or four out of five, whatever. It was like, like the Caps, know, like Abs, the, and, the, and yeah, uh, the Caps, Abs, Lightning, Lightning. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and it's like with this team, and, and you and you hit on it, um, Johnny, in terms of. The lackluster regular season that they had, they had to fight and claw to get into the postseason because if not for the hot run at the end of the regular season, Pittsburgh would be playing or would have yep. been that final team out in the East to make it into the Stanley Cup playoffs. So when the when the postseason began, and again, as a Bruins fan, no one thought that this team was going to come out from 3-1 down. Not especially after the way the Bruins looked in Game Four and how dominant they looked in get and played their game in Game Four. So, in more ways than one, I do think that what we are seeing is this team not only getting hot at the right time, but I know we've talked about this before on this podcast. But this team reminds me very eerily. Of 2012, the 2012 Los Angeles Kings for two reasons. Because two. I was
1: just where, thinking that. Sugar there was I, just two
0: major reasons. I two major things I actually fully remember from that from that spring. Number one, the Kings for whatever reason they said we're just gonna have fun on the road. Our road warriors, like hell, they set the NHL record for most road wins in a Stanley Cup um, Stanley Cup championship run. It was ten. Who's number two right now? Oh, that's right, Florida. The yep. Florida Panthers. And then, and then number two, you talk about hot goalies. Jonathan Quick, ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Quick, for those of you that don't remember, Jonathan Quick in 2012 was probably the best U.S.-born goalie in the NHL. And excuse me, Ryan Miller, no offense, but Jonathan <laughs> Quick was better than Ryan Miller in the spring of 2012. And now you have Sugar Bobrovsky, who has been on this incredible tear and Johnny, love you, dude. But I <laughs> kind of disagree with you on him. Jake I don't, on your point. I'm taking Sergei Bobsky right now, until, especially with the way that he's been rolling. But road winning or being able to dominate on the road and win on the road, and as well as a hot goalie, these this is what made that 2012 um, Kings team so memorable. And this is what the Panthers are doing now. And I I just feel like at this point I shouldn't be surprised anymore. But they continue. To amaze me night in and night out, and I'm actually curious to see what they're gonna do tonight in Game Three against at home, up being up 2-0. So the the trigger where you want to go, John
1: Johnny.
2: Well, I'm just so I was gonna add that I think the most crazy stat. Which I'm actually like, just tweeting about it right now. Yeah, uh, the Panthers are six and zero in overtime in the playoffs, <laughs> undefeated, undefeated in overtime. Like wow. that is absurd, and. You know, I, I make the case for Kachuk for Con Smythe over Bobrovsky. And listen, Bobrovsky is the reason they're going into these overtimes. But the fact that one guy has scored half of those overtime goals is insane. Kachuk has three overtime goals in this playoffs. And one of them, you know, obviously kept them alive in, in game five in Boston and, you know, games one and games two in Carolina. Those are obviously huge goals as well. But to be six and oh in overtime in the Stanley Cup playoffs is just insane. Well, you know, okay. and on
1: Friday, I had to pull up my little fact sheet from Friday, uh, and I had all these stats. Like, re- remember all the records and stuff? NHL PR was just having a night Thursday. And so if Matthew Kachuk, this was on Friday, if Matthew Kachuk gets one more OT winner goal, he will have the most by any skater in a playoff year in NHL
2: history. Wow. Yeah.
1: So, so he's broken that. And then, like you said, Sugary, the only team that has more road wins is that 2012 LA mm-hmm. Kings Stanley Cup team with 10 road wins? And now the Florida Panthers have eight road wins in a post. Eight in team. a row. Yeah. Eight <laughs> in a row. Wow, yeah. so, so if they get in, if they sweep, I mean our next episode is Friday. So we very well could have be looking at a Stanley Cup final by Friday. Yeah. But if they make it into the Stanley Cup, they're gonna have to beat that record. Mm-hmm. If my math is mathing, but theoretically uh, they're gonna have to break that they, record. They like could if maybe, the
0: if the series went seven, maybe. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they they're home the next two. Yeah.
1: You'd hope if it goes if they get to games six or five, if they get to game five, right? They'll have to. Yeah. They'll have to do two. Okay. But yeah, so lots of records are breaking with this Florida Panthers team. And then, you know, talking about tonight, what kind of mental toll does going over time so much? And I guess winning over time, because I think it's interesting because a couple of the coaches back in round one, when I was close with working with the Edmonton and the, the Kings guys. What was so funny is every single media question is like, well, you know, momentum going into the next game and all the coaches were saying, you know, yeah, that's great and all, but we really like playoffs are different. We're really just Mm -hmm. taking it game by game. So is this a momentum shifter or is it more like, ah, onto the next one? Let's go. Let's reset
2: for Florida. You're saying
1: for Florida. Yeah. Going into tonight overtime, two back-to-back overtime winners.
2: Well, I think it's really about Carolina and what their confidence level must, must be at right now because they oh, played about as good of a game as they could in game two, and they couldn't find any success. Uh, you know, they outshot Carolina – or they outshot Florida, excuse me, 38-26. The first period alone was like 17-2 to or something. Yeah. I don't have the stat in front of me. And, uh, you know, the fact that they only scored one goal, you know hmm. – what's that what's that do to your confidence right so i think if florida does score the first goal again you're going to see carolina get a little bit desperate which they need to be desperate in the first place but they might just steer away from their game a little bit once you know the pressure is added a little bit more just because they have no choice but to play with as much urgency as possible but then again like you know Rod rendamore probably the best coach in the nhl right now i'm sure he's going to have his guys ready to go but man i don't know it's uh
0: I, I would not feel confident right now if I was if I was Carolina. Honestly, I I had to stop co- coming to mind as you were uh, answering um, John, um Johnny. And I was and I realized, you know, Carolina's got a major monkey to get off its back. And and I like, hurricane fans are about to hate me for saying this, but I'm gonna say it anyway. The Carolina Hurricanes have lost six straight Eastern Conference final games. Y'all remember 2019? <laughs> they got swept against the Bruins. Mm-hmm. They have not won a conference final game prior to the 2019 Eastern Conference Finals. So I think, honestly and truthfully, there's got to be a psychological factor there in terms of that. Obviously, different team back then versus now, but Rob Brindamore was also the coach of that team back then. So you talk about going up against a buzzsaw that is the Florida Panthers right now. And you're on the road, and, you, and you're and you're at and down in Sunrise for Game Three tonight. I think of it as I don't think the the momentum carries the confidence of this for the Panther team. is like you know what, we may get down or so they may score the first goal or whatever. We're gonna be fine. Just play our game. Just be patient just, and just keep at it, and then everything else will take care of itself. Even when. Even when like the Panthers uh, Panthers were down a goal, they still they still play the same game. And I think that going into game three, if there is one thing that could potentially derail the Panthers' confidence, which just seems to be impenetrable at this point, it probably would be um like, like Carolina's like striking quick and early to start the first period in game three. And uh, which which really hasn't really happened like much at all because of the way that the Panthers play, but man. Like the the Hurricanes, they've got to figure this out. They got to figure out like how to break this losing streak because they have they've lost six straight conference final games, and they're going down um, going into Florida. And Florida's buzzing right now.
2: And let and I want to add to that point, quick, Shukri, just piggybacking off of you. Let's remember this too. Going yep. back to last postseason, Carolina's three and eight on the road in the playoffs. They got smacked right. in Game Three uh, in Long Island, losing five to one against the Islanders. They got smacked in Jersey, losing eight to four in Game Three. So the Game Three trends. I don't know what's the quick math there. I scored 13-5 in game game threes. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, they've been smacked around on the road a little bit here in game threes. So I don't know if I love their chances, but also Florida hasn't been that strong at home. They're like four and six going back to last postseason, too. So um, it's going to be a a coin flip tonight, I think. But I got to lean toward Florida. I have to.
1: Okay. Now, Dallas, of course, opposite, kind of ended the spectrum. They get to go home. Now, you just said, Johnny, you expect Dallas. You, he, they're still your pick. Mm-hmm. Why are they still your pick even at down two games?
2: Well, because they're a veteran group, and they were the better team, I thought, in yesterday's game. Uh, third period, they were dominant. Like, Vegas only had 10 shots through two periods. Dallas really shut them down, and, you know, Ryan Suter made a small mistake just puck watching, letting Jonathan so slip behind him, and Eichel made a great pass to Marchessault creeping down that slot area for the tying goal. But mm-hmm. um, you know, you're not you're not really in trouble till you lose in home ice, right? And I know it's a cliche in, in the hockey world, but it's true. And, you know, Dallas has been able to respond all postseason long. They've, you know, been undefeated in games following a loss aside from yesterday. And I, I still think they were the better team. And, you know, the fact that they came up short, it's gonna hunger them a little bit and they're going back on home ice where they've been strong, you know, all year. And uh, you know, I just trust Jay Gottinger over Aiden Hill. That's really the bottom line. Um you know Dallas was able to score in the power play. They'll build off that confidence. Vegas has been horrible in the penalty kill. And uh, you know, Dallas has been the best defensive team at five on five in the playoffs. So, you know, I just gotta go with my gut here. I still think Dallas is uh is the favorite there. Obviously, not the favorite, like when it comes to odds and whatnot, but um, I'm not counting them out just
0: yet. I'm not really to count out Dallas just yet either, but I do think that if you're looking at um if you're looking at the uh, the Vegas Golden Knights, the one thing that stood out to me yesterday uh, in, uh, from from the game two win was was Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel really stood out to me, especially on, um, on on that on that tying goal in which that how he was able to like basically set up the play when when he went to go retrieve the puck along the boards is truly beyond me, and having that small window to get that pass out to, um to, to, to Marshall, So is, 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 is amazing. And I just think that also Dallas, I just have this funny feeling where I feel like they've had bad puck luck. If that makes sense. Like, especially yesterday where I just, I just thought that they didn't play a terrible game. They didn't play bad at all. I just thought that it was just the time of the goals and, and the, and the circumstances leading up to those goals where, I thought defensive breakdowns definitely cost him. And going into t- into uh, into game three, I do think that um, that Dallas has to um, be a lot more cognizant of the fact that hey, we have to we have to uh, be to do a better job of of taking advantage on 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 a, on, a on, on five on five. But even on top of that, goaltending, I think the goaltending has has to step up and and definitely. Um, like like limit the chances, limit the on uh, the chances that the Vegas is going to generate, and I just think that Dallas takes Game Three. But I'm really am curious to see like what is the mindset they have. As you mentioned, Johnny, they've they've always been able to bounce back this postseason, and I've said it myself even in the last series. Whenever the series gets deeper for Dallas, they get better, and I expect that trend to continue in Game Three.
1: Hey, I love it. Also, Jake Ottinger lakeville north minnesota native so even though he was a boston university terror we Mm -hmm. look past it so i'll always uh i'll always go for the minnesotans yeah come on even though i was just born there and lived there for two years but i've been (laughs) indoctrined into being like this um so that's end. i got nothing fun fact for you guys no question nothing started off the top with how many overtime games you thought but i do have good news i will be on the east coast Next week, guys. So nice. no more waking up at 7.30. We'll be mm-hmm. on the same page. I'll get to stay up at 2 a.m. for the four overtime games. Where are you <laughs> <heading>? <laughs> um, So my boyfriend is from the Jersey Shore. Mm-hmm. So he's Ooh. from Manasquan, New Jersey. So I'll be in Manasquan, mm-hmm. New Jersey. Yeah. uh nice.
0: he's, he's
1: half Italian, half Spanish. So we have a christening happening in the family. All righty. So <laughs> I'm told that those you absolutely cannot miss. So... <laughs> But never yeah.
2: been but i imagine it's fun
1: see that's yeah. what i was trying cuz all of my friends obviously Syracuse all my friends are in new york city so i was like oh well i want to train up to the city and he goes no 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 nobody nobody goes up to the city in the summer you got to mm. you got to come down to the shore so i was like all right I'll invite no, to people do, but it's people.
0: just it's just like this is, this is just a, like, the priority becomes like to go down to the Jersey Shore. That's. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I also think it's a living nightmare taking the train to get to and from. So I'm like, if y'all want to do that and I don't need to do that, we're good. No problem. But yeah. yeah. All right, guys. Any final thoughts going into this week? We'll, we'll probably talk Friday. So anything?
0: Well, can't, can't think cooked. of anything. <laughs> I that. Canes are cooked. Canes Pan- are done, Panthers, but Panthers stars are, are going, coming back. Stars are coming back, Canes are cooked. Panthers are definitely going to the cup final. I, I mean, whether if it's in four or five, but it's happening.
1: Mm-hmm. And we're all going to get Matthew Kachuk jerseys, right? No, definitely <laughs> yeah. not. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, for Johnny Laszlo, the great I'm Anna Connelly. <laughs> <laughs> this is Passhoot Score. Thanks for joining.
0: With my busy life, I use shipped same day delivery to keep up. When
1: I need a jar of extra creamy peanut butter delivered, I know my personal shopper Amber will come through. And if it's not on the shelf, she asks them to check the back. Shipped, delight in every delivery. Learn
0: more at shipped.com.
1: Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley
0: for the love of home.
1: You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks.